Hi, everyone. Welcome to Episode 7 of Wild Gravity Travelcast. My name is Jim, and I am your host for today's show once again. Uh, welcome aboard. So this week, uh, Brian was really busy, so unfortunately, he's not going to make it again. Um, our special feature this week, we're just going to go in-depth on all of the Cedar Point-related uh, news on our special feature because they had winter chill out and there's a massive uh, amount of news to talk about and discuss there, give thoughts and opinions on. So I figure we'll devote some time to that uh, by itself. So first of all, I want to go into the news of the week outside of outside of Cedar Point, of course. And first of all, the uh, first bit of news we got is from uh, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. And in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, we have the Flying Theater surprise announcement. Flying Theater from Dynamic Attractions, great company, uh, known for their flying theaters, actually known for helping out with Soren uh, and possibly Pandora. Um, so we have the Flying Theater. That's actually going to the island at Pigeon Forge. And that's really exciting to see. Hopefully they can execute and get the project done in a decent manner, timely manner. Um, while we're on the subject of Pigeon Forge, uh, this is being recorded on Sunday, February 24th. want to share our thoughts with the people of the Pigeon Forge Sevierville area. That's actually where Brent grew up and where he's from. So want to share our thoughts with his family and beyond on that. Uh, they've had lots of rain, lots of flooding. Um, just these past couple days here, just been lots of weather for them. So there's actually been pictures. We tweeted out one of the pictures from the island with water approaching it. Um, they said they are in no danger of being flooded. So we will uh, see what happens with all of that. Next up, we have Disney announcing uh, some changes coming to Epcot. And uh, there's just lots of little things uh the plans for, new plans for epcot include a play pavilion that'll be unlike anything you've ever seen at the park and that's reading straight from the disney parks blog the new space will feature an innovative city that will come to life under the dome of the unnamed pavilion uh previously known as wonders of life so yes we are losing the wonders of life pavilion uh and they're excited to build that also, there's changes to Epcot's entrance coming. Uh, new pathways, green spaces, and a, a newly reimagined fountain is what the post says. The Leva Legacy photos are at the entrance. Uh, a lot of people in the Disney communities like to call those the Epcot gravestones. Uh, they will move just outside the park's gate. Uh, the photos themselves, so we don't know if the gravestones are going with it. Probably not. So we will see what happens on that front. Over to Universal, we got more details on the, sorry, what I'm going to say, very overhyped Harry Potter coaster. And it has one of the longest names uh, for a new coaster that I've ever heard. And it's called 
Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure. And that is the roller coaster. It's apparently going to go backwards a few times. I'll be completely honest, haven't been keeping up with all of that. So there's probably more details on other sites for it. It honestly just is something that just doesn't excite me. A lot of people think it's going to be the best new coaster of 2019. I mean, it could be. It's not a strong lineup of coasters like we had last year. So it, it quite possibly could be. At the same time, I, I just, I'm not super excited for it. And it is considered a motorbike coaster. Uh, however, it's going to be like the Wave Breaker coaster at SeaWorld San Antonio. And I will note that, like, nobody got super excited for SeaWorld San Antonio's coaster, or not a lot of people got excited. But because this is being built at Universal, it's going to be one of the greatest things ever if you ask a lot of the blogging community. So, not trying to be a downer, not trying to be negative. I just think that replacing two great inverted coasters uh, with this is kind of a loss, in my opinion, even if it is a highly themed experience. I'm sure it'll be one of the best highly themed experiences out there. It's just not for me. It's not my thing. But we do have uh, Hagrid's coming to Universal. Uh, some ride re removal news real quick. We have Dollywood uh, not removing a ride, but have they announced at an off-season event uh, yesterday on Saturday that Mountain Slidewinder would not be opening for the 2019 season. That's kind of peculiar. We almost wonder if it is facing removal or if it just needs a lengthy refurbishment. Really, really hope they keep Mountain Slidewinder. It's a very unique ride built in park by the park. And it's the only ride I know where you go down on a raft and you basically, uh, the, the braking system at the bottom is uh, like a reverse conveyor belt. So it's a great ride. Uh, hopefully Dollywood keeps it. Please, Dollywood, if anybody's listening uh, from Dollywood, please keep Mountain Slidewinder. Definitely want to see that happening. It was also confirmed uh, by, apparently confirmed, this is just hearsay based on social media postings, that Carowinds, or sorry, that Dollywood, uh, Wild, Dollywood's Wildwood Grove, the new area set to open this season, is going to have a phase two, which we did suspect it would. Uh, something that we mentioned in a few of our posts on the website, that there was a lot of open space behind where they were already building the current Wildwood Grove that's coming this year. Uh, and it is a more thrilling phase two. So that is the quote that was given, a more thrilling phase two. So read into that what you will, but I would suspect we might be getting a coaster. Maybe we'll get something like a dark ride would be kind of fun, I think, would fit really nicely back there. A dark ride would be really cool for Dollywood, I think. Um, not sure what you would theme it to, but Dollywood always comes up with great stories and great themes, and that's why they're a great part. So... That's Dollywood. Carowinds is removing their River Rapids ride. I don't remember the name offhand at the moment of recording. Uh, but Carowinds is removing their River Rapids ride. So if you're a water park or a water ride fan, it's definitely not your year with Mountain Slidewinder being closed for the season and Carowinds removing the River Rapids. So that's all we've got for the news today. Um, we're going to go ahead and move into our special feature, which we're just going to talk about all of the 
Cedar Point changes coming for 2019. Discuss thoughts and opinions on that. And we'll move on from there. So stay tuned for that. Okay, welcome back. And as I mentioned before, today's special feature, we're just going to go over Winter Chillout. For those who don't know, uh, Winter Chillout is an off-season event, benefits a local charity called A Kid Again um, in Sandusky, Ohio. It's a great cause. I I love that they do it for charity. Um, And lots of amusement park fans like us get to see off-season work going on at Cedar Point, as well as... Um, learn some new details that aren't yet released. So lots of new details came out of this year's Winter Chill Out. We're going to start with the two new restaurants coming to the park. Uh, so two new restaurants uh, for 2019. And first of all, if you're a pass holder, if you're a platinum pass holder and you have the dining plan at Cedar Point, uh, the best news is, is that both of these restaurants are on the dining plan. So that is great news for the two new restaurants. So first of all, we have Hugo's Italian Kitchen. Uh, That is going to replace Midway Market, uh, the old buffet that was next to Raptor. About the only downside I see with this one so far is that uh, they took away the the nice color scheme. And I think the color scheme fit in with the Midway better. And so far, it looks very plain. It looks very bland. Maybe they're not done painting. Maybe the pictures that have come out are just primer coat. But right now, it just seems like it is not very colorful. It's not adding character to the main midway. Uh, So at Hugo's Italian Kitchen will be a taste of Italy. It will serve traditional Italian fare like handmade pastas, fresh fresh pizzas baked in a large open-flamed brick oven, chicken parmesan sandwiches, salads, meatball sandwiches, and fresh desserts. So that is... Hugo's Italian Kitchen, uh, replacing Midway Market next to Raptor. Our second restaurant comes as a bit of surprise to some people, considering uh, many of our internet amusement park fanboy experts seem to think that there were survey markers or other things uh, set up for a new ride, possibly even the removal of Magnum XL 200, which was a really funny theory that I read that this was the beginnings of the end for Magnum XL 200. We'll just file this one under Magnum is sinking. Uh, The Magnum is sinking file, I suppose. Uh, But replacing Witch's Wheel will be Backbeat Q, which is going to basically be a barbecue place, a smokehouse. Uh, The description given in the press release is live music and savory smokehouse barbecue come together in Backbeat Q. Uh, It's a new rock and roll and Motown-inspired eatery that will serve smoked brisket, rotisserie chicken, pork platters, and fresh lake perch. Southern sides like okra, cornbread muffins, and house-made mac and cheese are also available. Uh, Backbeat's outdoor dining space will give guests an extra place to eat, relax, take in the sights and sounds of Backbeat Quartet, which is a new entertainment option we'll get to in a minute, and Cedar Point's Gemini Midway. Backbeat Q will be located between the Monster and uh, Magnum XL 200. And of course, that's from the press release. Like we said, that is replacing Witch's Wheel. It is already well under construction. It looks great. I think it's a wonderful addition to this area of the Midway. It's it's definitely going to add some uh, 
options. Hopefully they can keep it open. Uh, and the only other thought I have on this one is what it could mean for the dining back towards Steel Vengeance area. Like we just saw Miss Keats come in and it was a great restaurant, but it was serving similar food. Is Cedar Point just moving towards more barbecue because it's popular? Or are we looking at another menu change coming to the back of the park? So that is it for the restaurants, the new restaurants. We have um, a, well, a big new live entertainment lineup uh, coming in 2019. First of all, the news that Blackjack, Chess, and Digger, the three characters from Steel Vengeance, are going to appear on Forbidden Frontier. Uh, we got a few more details on that, and there's nothing really big or major to report other than uh, the first piece of the Forbidden Frontier map was posted to a Cedar Point blog post. Uh, you can go check that out on their website. Uh, no more Broadway shows. Nashville Hits show Backyard Pickers is replacing Bluegrass Jamboree. That, of course, was back uh, in the uh, back by Steel Vengeance area and all of that. It was that outdoor stage that they just moved. They're changing the show. Name, uh, we'll see if the content changes. There's a grand uh, old Pickers show. Backbeat Quarter is going to perform outside of Backbeat Q. I think it's supposed to be Backbeat Quartet. Um, we'll see what that's all about. So live entertainment, we'll have to kind of wait till June to really see all that come together and what happens. Um, I don't really go to Cedar Point for shows, being openly honest. I don't know many that do. So we'll see what that is. But I definitely liked the characters from Steel Vengeance last year. It will be interesting to see how they get incorporated into the... Forbidden Frontier on Adventure Island, which of course is where Dinosaurs of Live used to be. Moving on to Steel Vengeance, uh, a couple great pieces of news for Steel Vengeance, in my opinion. First of all, the joystick handles that they added to the seat and the lap bars, those are gone, and they are permanently gone, we hope, uh, or I hope. So those are gone. The big issue there that they cited was that guests' hands were running, were rubbing against each other during the ride. I don't know if they were banging or having injuries or whatnot, but it, it's a win for me. Uh, and it's definitely a win-win with the next change for Steel Vengeance. Uh, zippered pouches are being added to all the trains, so we won't have to listen to people complain about having to lock or check their phones and try to absorb real life for an hour in line which is basically what Cedar Point was trying to make everybody do. Uh, at the same time, it is nice to have the convenience of your phone in line. Uh, was a really crazy policy, was really stupid, especially given that it was more on the fault of Twisted Timbers at King's Dominion's ride operators for not watching guests have their phone out on a lift hill. Um, at Cedar Point, you see lift stops all the time for phones. One got missed by the ride operators at Twisted Timbers, and that cost Steel Vengeance the phone policy that we had to endure for the second half of last season. So it's good to see this all being reversed, uh, and there's pouches on board. Hopefully the pouches are good. Hopefully they're big enough to store belongings, and hopefully it doesn't turn into people... Hopefully it doesn't mean super slow loading times for Steel Vengeance, because they were running really efficiently towards the end of the season. Finally, we've got some miscellaneous notes to go over uh, that were, were, were revealed yesterday. 
Uh, first of all, Cedar Creek Mine Ride is uh, going to receive several themed enhancements for its 50th operating season. Uh, that includes placing the train car number five outside of the mine shaft. For those of you who have been to the park, there's a little mine shaft. It used to be the entrance to Cedar Creek Mine Ride uh, way back, I'm told, uh, by a couple other historian friends of the park. So they put one of the train five. Yes, it used to run five trains. They put the lead car of train five on rails at the old entrance point. So that's pretty cool to see. Uh, and that plays into the posters where we see number five is alive uh, all around the park. A lot of the Kings Island fanboys wanted to tell us that that was another hint that we were getting Son of Beast back. And it was uh, crazy rumors and all of that. So it's good to see that put to rest. We'll see if the Kings Island fanboys give up that little false hope that they had. Moving on, we have Camp Snoopy celebrating its 20th anniversary season. Uh, the only thing that was really revealed on that is that we will get a retheme to Tilt-A-Whirl. It will be called Linus's Beetlebugs. For that, I assume that Tilt-A-Whirl, which is a really fun ride, by the way, if you don't go to Camp Snoopy because you think it's all kitty rides, Tilt-A-Whirl is fun. It's a really fast-moving Tilt-A-Whirl. One of my favorite rides to ride with uh, friends that still want to hang out and ride. So definitely, I imagine they're just going to repaint like the the cars uh, to, to bugs, maybe ladybugs or something. A uh, couple ideas coming out for the 150th season. I assume they mean uh, the 2020 season, so not this season, but the following season. Uh, one of the best ideas I like that's been thrown out there is um, – a 24-hour operating day. So basically the park would stay open for 24 hours straight. We've seen Disney do this. We'll see if Cedar Point tries it. I'm sure, you know, we might get a good two hours of operation out of Dragster, maybe four hours out of Maverick um, when that happens. So we'll see how the park holds up if we do get that 24-hour day. Finally, closing out... Uh, a couple people asked in the Q&A about a dark ride. I know it's been one of the things I think that Cedar Point needs. Unfortunately, park management has said or was quoted as saying that it is not in their current plans to add a dark ride. So we'll have to see if those plans change, if the outlook changes. I think they could use a dark ride. They could use some more indoor stuff, especially with the removal of disaster transport for Gatekeeper. So... We'll see what happens with all of that. That is a lot of stuff, a lot of little news. So while there isn't a new ride coming to Cedar Point this season, there's definitely a lot more uh, little things, two new restaurants. Hopefully the park can keep them staffed. Uh, we know that we had Frontier Foldovers that barely operated, and it was supposed to be one of the great new offerings last season. So hopefully the park can keep it staffed. So finally, that will wrap up our... Uh, special feature on Cedar Point's off-season updates. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Please click subscribe to uh, get updates on our new episodes. Be sure to check out our website, wildgravitytravels.com. Uh, you can submit questions, uh, feedback to our podcast on anchor.fm, anchor.fm slash wildgravitytravels, or on any of our social pages, YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter. Uh, that will do it for this week, episode seven. Hope you enjoyed. Have a great week ahead, everybody. And we will talk to you again next week.